pride ourselves on the high moral standards of our program. And I mean that sincerely. We don't resort to sex or crime or violence or drinking on the program. Tavern cast is, is the greatest thing since two cents and a nickel. Welcome to the Thunderbrew Distillery here in Karanostan Moreau. Dust off your favorite drinking mug, order up a pint of Rhapsody Malt and settle in. It's time for another round of Tavern Cast with your hosts Azros, Cromley, Aloysius and Kankater. We'll bring you tools, tips, tales and tricks from the great world of Warcraft. Welcome to Tavern Cast 19. This is Kern Kater. This is Aloysius. This is Cromley. Azros. That's Azros. <laughs> Welcome, Azros. Welcome, Aloysius. Azros gets the award for most medicated this session. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. No, no one needs to know that Azros is still dealing with crack issues. Oh, crack is whack. Geez. Well, welcome, everybody. We have a really special treat today. Is it a very special treat? It's a very special treat. Well, first of all, what's our beer that we're drinking this our week, Carmel? Our beer is Rogue. I had to buy it because it's Rogue. Rogue's a brewery. Rogue <laughs> Chocolate Stout with natural chocolate flavoring added. What's the deal with the chick on the front? She doesn't She's look like, like a Rogue. Yeah, she doesn't look much like a rogue. If she is, her equipment really sucks. And the rogue has got like a Russian or a like Soviet a communist star. He's got star. like a red scarf on. Yeah, it oh. does. Well, that's just like their... Is this stuff going to make me communist? Yes. We are already an artist, so you're halfway there. It's in a, hippie. a large hippie. brown bottle, and it's it's 1.6 fluid ounces, so it's 650 mils of, of beer. So it's a large, it's an hefty beer. Yep. And, it, and it makes you communist. It does Because it's got a big red Soviet star in it. And anything that has a big red star in anything and has to Check be that out. i got to get the, it has a seal that says 100% pure rogue. You need a shirt that says that. Or like a tattoo on your ass or something. <laughs> hey, as far as you know, i got one. Nice. <laughs> My bad. I've got one. I apologize. Cheers. 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 <laughs> I can no longer sit back and allow communist infiltration, communist indoctrination, communist subversion, and the international communist conspiracy to sap and impurify all of our precious bodily fluids. So we're continuing with the making making the recipes that people are sending us thing, right? Yes. And this week we have a dessert sent to us by Teresa. I didn't get her um, her character name. She's very big into RPing. And this week we are making, this is Ashenvale Forest Trifle. Not truffle. Not truffle. It's trifle. It looks wonderful. It's, it's actually... Um, trifle it's like a bad thing? No, it, a trifle is like something a that... A small thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like something but this not isn't small. No, it's not small. <laughs> no. What this is, it's a um, it's kind of like a black egg. forest cake, but it's it's, it's made more with like dirt cake. Yeah, it's kind of like dirt cake. It's got uh, chocolate, um, devil's food, chocolate cake, and uh, cherries, and Cool Whip, and spiced rum, and chocolate pudding. Rum. Uh, and there's something else that I'm forgetting. Anyway, it's really fantastic, cheese and I will whiz. put the <laughs> no cheese whiz. <laughs> Spackle. <laughs> Sorry, I actually spackle. had some spackle in the other room. I will put the recipe up on the forums and you can make it. It's wonderful. It serves probably close to 10 people. Or two if they're. 
Me and Eloy. Yeah, there's like a there's like a bucket of it up there, up there. Yeah, I made a huge a huge pile of it, so it's really good. So here's That's the thing, funny. right? All of our fans and giving us recipes, and if we make all this stuff, we're gonna all get fat. So we should like send the before picture. We should all put it out now. <laughs> Maybe have a little counter of how many pounds yeah, we've put, gained. Exactly. Put the before picture out, and then like six months later, after like eighteen recipes or whatever, we'll just all have a hundred pounds on us because. Of this well, what stuff. it is is they want us to not be able to get out of the studio, so we don't have any options. Right. We just make. Cast after cast. Yeah. Please send more food. Problem is, is the studio is in the basement. The kitchen is upstairs. So if you get us too fat, we won't be able to get upstairs. Like Jabba to make the hut. Or whatever is it? Or do This comes from um, our, our contest we had a couple weeks ago, which is where you send us your recipe with information about the ingredients, cooking times, measurements, all that good stuff, and we make it. And we were going to do a contest like the best one we'll make, but you know what? We got so many good ones, we're just going to make them all one week right after the other. So you can still submit them. Submit them to kerncater at hotmail.com, and you can get the listing of my email on our forums. So yeah, so that's our snack this week. So these are the people who have donated to us within the last week, and a big thanks out to all these people, and I apologize in advance if I mispronounce your name. Asriel, Medicus, Quagmar, Michael Zenk, Gastroff, Matthew Glywa, Glywa, Maugrint, Ponce, and Ben Benadalar. Benadalar. Ben, I don't know. Benadalar. Ben, 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 Let's do every possible pronunciation so they I'm Benadalar. King of the Welcome to my castle. Thank you to all those people. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Yay! Yay! Donators. Let's mock our donators. That's good. Yeah. That's always a good idea. King Benacol. F*** you, send us money. Nice name, Paul. Send more. We're going to keep mispronouncing it. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Okay, so what did we do this week? I got nothing to talk about. Oh, I got something exciting. Then tell us. I think you're up. I got my very first PvP rank ever. I saw that. She's Uber. I know. I'm. I'm Dude. now officially a scout. Please fear. You outrank Eloy now, don't you? Please fear. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I even have a PvP rank. Oh, I'm sure you don't. Not, not with Aloysius anymore. Yeah, please. No, I still do with Aloysius. You can't really? get below the yeah. lowest rank. Oh. You can't yeah. lose. Your I don't have rank. anything. So you gotta get one more rank, rank, and then you'll be past him. Yeah. All, this all came from about 45 minutes spent in Warsong Gulch like two weeks ago. And I just popped in just because I had nothing else to do, and this guy was standing here, and I'm like, oh well. I've usually had to wait in queues. Let's not. I don't want to wait in another queue. And I got right in, and uh, and yeah, we we kicked ass and took names. Okay, here's cool. something that could be helpful then for people who listen to the cast who are not PVPers in any way, shape, or form. And I'm not. And she's not. So why don't you explain to people, uh, or your impression of the battleground was based on the fact that you've never been in one, and how the PVP is from that standpoint, from well, a person who doesn't ever PVP or doesn't generally like it. Well, I think it's gonna it's gonna depend upon your class, because I'm a 
I'm a priest, and so I'm a healer class and a caster class, so I'm not really in the melee. But at the same time, I was also a level 30 in the 30 to 39 range, so I really was kind of one of the lower classes. So Fodder. Lower, lower levels. What did you say? Fodder. Fodder. Yeah, exactly. Fodder. And also, I had somebody was watching me over my shoulder play and so they were saying well you know they're going to go for you also because you're the you're the priest you're the healer so for some some of it i ran in and i i uh i just kind of saw what it was all about and like searched for people and i got my ass handed to me a couple of times but i think that i think that for the most part it was uh, it was a lot of fun it was it was why is it fun there and not fun in standard pvp because you're not questing and all of a sudden out of nowhere your health goes down to nothing and before you realize it you're dead <laughs> now, and everything you've been working for you can't what? complain about that because what did we do in Stranglethorn I taught you the art of ganking we were questing oh, yeah. and there was a flag night elf hunter who I have to say was brought to my attention by Kernkater Ooh, look, yeah. he's flagged. Watching. This was after I got my 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 PVP points. So she thought <laughs> she, she likes was the all, taste of blood. Yeah, she thought she was all hot, whatever. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You know what? If you're gonna run through and you're flagged on a PVE server, you know you're looking for someone to PVE. Well, what that really means excuse. is you just got done ganking someone else. Yeah. So we just so went, and we just went and slaughtered. Off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. And then I got a, I got another point. And I was kind of squealing in my seat. It was yep. really kind of fun. But anyway, so that was that was my big news this week is that. If you've never PvP'd or you're not very good in PvP, go to a battleground and just kind of get your feet wet because you're not going to have any equipment damage by going to the battleground. It's really easy and quick to res because the the graveyard is right there. You've you know what you're there for. It really it really was a lot. Yeah, of fun. there's really no downside to it. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything. If you're yeah. a hunter, don't worry about your pet either because when they res you, they res your pet and they automatically give it like. 3,000 happiness so you don't have to feed your pet either. It's pretty good. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's yep. cool. I mean, really, the only cost if you're a caster is getting drinks and, and whatnot. Yeah, which, so. honestly, I don't even... W- w- with any of my characters, I don't really even mess with any of that stuff or bandages yeah. or anything because you're just going to die again. So Exactly, yeah. I think the only thing I could even slightly say this week that even dovetails at all with what Kern Kater was saying is that I jumped back on my Eloisius the Paladin character on Manoroth real quick. And I, I also got into a Warsong Gulch match just real quick because I just wanted to, to I wanted to try around with the uh, the Since changes the in one nine a little bit after respecking, and uh, it, you know I miss melee combat because right now I primarily I'm I'm a caster so it's all ranged I hardly ever get real close but mm. yeah melee is fun it, I miss it it's a, it's a hell of a lot more engaging PvP for me than doing the caster stuff caster sometimes seems like in a battleground that I'm just kind of hanging back. Not doing much. See, I don't miss that yeah. aspect of being a paladin. I miss the being able to take more damage and being able to heal myself. Those are the yeah. two things that I miss. Yeah. And by the way, and if anybody's curious, because I know people keep asking, I am not prepared at this point to give a rundown of you know my opinions on the one nine changes with with the paladins. But I can at least tell you this much. That after respecking once, and I'm primarily retribution protection now for a number of reasons that I could get into some other time, but the damage is, I think, more or less significantly increased. I noticed the difference the second I hit battlegrounds. Wait, more or less significantly? More or less significantly. I mean, I don't want to say significantly because it's not. <laughs> so more or less. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. We're increased? editing you. It's on not the fly. slightly. It's not slightly increased. It's. 
I hate this. I hate no. Here's why I don't want to say significant, because I don't think it's it's like a a huge huge difference, but it's also not a minor change. It's kind of somewhere in the middle. Okay. But it's definitely an improvement. Enough that you noticed it. Enough that I noticed it. Yeah. Holy cow! Look at this. This is right. We're we're definitely not overpowered, but at the very least, the cool thing is is that it gives you. They've given us a lot more control over burst damage when you want to control it. And the damage that we do do, even when it's not burst damage, is 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 pretty good. Much better than what we used to do. So. Eloy said, "Do do." Listen, didn't say does that a lot. I spent the weekend in Arathi Basin since it was double honor weekend in there. Oh, tell me about it. It was. Well, I'm going to later. Yeah, Kirk, yeah, why don't you wait? No, but I want it now. I want it now. No, I played probably about 25 games of Arathi Basin. You played really? 25 games, and I lost. Wow. 25 games personally or with a group <laughs> he was soloing it <laughs> <laughs> you either win or you lose there no we like i don't know what the deal is with the horde on whisperwind but they just suck pickup groups suck in battlegrounds so it's taken me a lot longer than i'd like to to get my rep up in there i did dire mall 2 to help infernal bill do his um epic warlock mount quest and we did the first part, which was five manning Scalo up to the lab, which was pretty easy. We only wiped like twenty five times, and then <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that that's easy, huh? So wait, so it was more or less significantly easy, right? Exactly. It was minor, minor significance. very hard. Right. Yes. Yeah. A so minor the, significance. Yeah, we got to the Diamond part, and oh man, anybody who's done that out there. I'm sure you can attest that the last part of that quest is just insane. So we got trounced and we weren't able to get Bill's mount yet. So now we at least know how it works. And I'm one piece closer to having my full Beast Stalker set. All I need is my chest piece now. And cool, I just cool. sobbed like a baby when my legs dropped in Stratholme. Was, what, <laughs> what, was, what, what theme was playing behind the moment? Um, Take a Look at Me Now by <laughs> Phil Collins. Okay. So then... So, so the beast stalker legs drop, and what what words yeah. did you have at that moment? I, what, I what, was were your, what were your like feelings? He was crying. Seriously, yeah, over Teamspeak, I said I'm speechless because I'm crying like a child. And then I screamed, "My pants dropped, and much fun was made of me." <laughs> <laughs> Put that thing away! You're gonna get us all killed. <laughs> Apparently, my squid was out. But... Dwarven hand cannon. Was oh out. God. God! Oh no. <laughs> Probably. Poke your eye out with that. <laughs> well, you... I, I can now say that I have been to Ankaraj. Really? Duran and I and we're, we're uh, screwing around in Silithus, just kind of mining, farming, and we rode on down there and we tried to go into the instance and said you need to be in a raid group. So I converted our two-person group into a raid group. I did that. <laughs> and went right in. That's like what we did with Molten Core the first yeah. time. So um, and then you owned, right? Oh yeah, we. Oh, yeah. Uh, you two man. So we saw the giant and um, Duran a hunter and he pulled it. And then he ran out of the instance, <laughs> and the and the and the giant whatever it was just killed me in one hit. And so then we went over to the, the ten man instance, and basically the same thing. Nice. But I can say I've been down Karaj. Well, wait, is this the first time that you've been in Solithus? Period. No, I've been in Solithus before. Okay. Yeah, I, I've done some of the quests there. That's mainly what we were waiting to get into Altrak Valley. Of course, it never happened. I heard the quests there are buggy. Get it? Uh, Take a look at me now. Warcraft humor. (laughs) For the loss. So. (laughs) Idiot. 
So anyways, yeah, so we were just kind of grinding in there and doing some of the stupid little quests. And that is like the hit place to be, at least on Manoroth, if you're level 60. That place is packed. Hanging out. And it was bizarre because... Is it like because... a skating rink? <laughs> Did you no. guys get to do a couple skate into the instance? <laughs> sort <Couple> of. <laughs> it was more like a couple's wipe. Who but... was going backwards? Yeah, who skated backwards? Who, le who led? Or Dranadin did. <laughs> Dranadin led the way out while I got killed. <laughs> Twice. Twice. the pants in that relationship. Yeah. Well, at least I didn't drop my pants. Oh, Topic. No, you know, you know what song it, it plays at the couple skate and on Courage? What? Um, All Cried Out. <laughs> I don't know that one. That's that song. What's the rest of that song go? I don't know. It's really crappy. Is this like crappy 80s night at Tavern Cast? I think so. I've got really bad flashbacks of being. Wait, has got it. He always does. Oh, there you go. That's the take a look at me now, son. Was this like Bob and his synthesizers? Walk away. Go into Encourage by yourself. <laughs> when you saw me standing here alone with just my blue class set and nothing else, I'm all alone with no epic gear for me. Everybody with your lighter. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I'm going to have to shut down Skype now, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, God. That's my, my Phil Collins for the decade. My Thank ears you. are kidding. So, yeah, I got to see the very opening room of Encourage, both instances. That's really cool. I haven't seen it. Could you you should have tried stealthing through it. To I through. tried, but they, they saw me immediately. Oh, oh through your stealth? Yep. What level, oh, really? what level was, were the mobs that you came up on? When so, I went into the the 40-man raid instance, the big one, it was... 61. There, there were three level 61 elites yeah. and then another 60 elite that was walking around. So we tried pulling the 60 elite. So we didn't get all three of them, or all four of them. But... Were they just big bugs, or were they the No, they Anubis were the big giants. Guys. Yeah, the Anubis things, and the big bug was walking around. Yeah. And the other one, it was a couple other things. I don't remember what they were, but they were 60 elite. Gross. Gross. <laughs> bugs. You. Grody. Grody. To the max. So now it's time for the news. The news. The news. All right, so there's weather effects coming in patch 1.10. Yay, I can't see. Next. Did you guys see the, the movies on this that they released? Oh, yeah. they're so they're cool. cool. Are they cool? I thought they were cool. Oh, they're wicked cool. The rain one was good too. Question is, how how cool are they going to be after repeated exposure to them? You know I what I mean? Know. We'll see. But I'm, I'm being thinking somebody. I saw <clears throat> it, it, it's good, by the way. Can you add a little thunder and lightning in there too, Ezra's? Occasionally. That's pretty good. Thanks, thanks. Okay, so anyways, so there's somebody made a good point up on the general forums that rogues could benefit from it in PvP because the rain, especially, clouds your vision in a way that makes it more difficult to see rogues. Eh? Yeah, but the rain would hit the rogues, which would then show their stealth. Well, maybe you would think. But yeah, it's not it that be that good. <laughs> it's all aesthetic, and apparently you can turn it off if you want. 
It has yeah. zero oh, game so benefit. All the hardcore PvP players will turn it well, off. I think we'll it has game benefit from the standpoint that it's it looks immersive. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean like game mechanics wise, it has yeah. no benefit. All the hardcore people will probably turn it off for better frame rate. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it has nothing along the the lines of what we talked about a couple shows back, where it would. Be oh, you mean cool anything to, you cool? Know, have snow blocking yeah. passes and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe in the future. You never know. I'm just going to be happy to have a little bit of change to the usual um, landscapes that you're seeing. And especially from the RP point of view, I think that's really going to be good. Yeah, don't get be... me wrong. I think the I think weather's cool. I like what I saw. I'm happy to see it come in. I just hope it's not going to be... Um... I just recall EverQuest had, had weather, and I remember that the thing that I really lo- disliked is that you'd be running along, and all of a sudden, it'd go from, like... Sunlight to crashing rain, yep. and you couldn't see squat. You'd be galaxies running the mobs, getting killed. Yeah, yep. Like, galaxies like, would do that, like right away, and it was just stupid. It was like you're not giving this isn't immersive at all because this doesn't happen other than maybe you know, in, uh, not in very often. The monsoon areas. They yeah. actually said specifically, KDM on the main forums answered that question. She said that um, it will you'll see cloud cover come in slowly. Cool. You'll see storms approaching from you know one direction or the other for a decent amount of time before it actually reaches you, so you can see it coming. Well, I'm sure they're not going to do it half-ass. It's just... Yeah. I, I'd like to. I'd like it to have some effect, but, like, I was yeah. playing, not to talk about other games, the Empire at War demo, and if you're on a map playing there where it rains, like, your weapons do less damage because they're saying you can't be as accurate in the rain. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Well, I was saying, wouldn't it be cool if, like certain nature spells worked better in the rain or, you know, some kind of... It seems like that would like be Like fire obvious. didn't work as well. Or, fire didn't work or as ice well. Ice worked or, better. Frost yeah. spells worked better. Frost spells worked better in the snow. Yeah. yeah. Of course, then it would make sense if they worked better also in, you know, icy areas, snowy areas. <laughs> That's a different topic. At any rate, we could go on and on about... Yeah, <laughs> we already but, did that one show, I, so. I don't know. I think as a, as a whole, the weather effects are kind of cool. That's and cool. I'm glad they're doing them. Maybe they'll do some of this other stuff later on. And I'd like to have sleet... I'm not happy with snow or rain. I want the middle ground. I want sleet. And I want black ice on all the roads, so sometimes I just randomly slip. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be just like Michigan. I want tumbleweeds in the Barrens. Next thing you know in general chat that in the Barrens, cool. it's going to be WTF Blizzard didn't put salt down. <laughs> what are we paying our taxes for? The, the Southern Gold Road Commission is out there. I pay 15 bucks a month and Blizzard won't even put salt They can't down. even salt our roads. Can you join our party and come to the instance? Sorry. Stuck in gadgets and too much snow and the salt chariots aren't out yet. WTB <laughs> rock salt. <laughs> Alright, the other thing that's coming in 1.10 is uh, Priest Talent. Overhaul. Yay! Cool. Um, we will check back with you guys on more information on that. Uh, we already have gone over some of it, but we'll come back with a little bit more in-depth review on the upcoming priest changes, possibly next time. Hopefully then I'll be 60. Uh, also, <laughs> I want to make a correction. I should from... have laughed at that. <laughs> I want to make a correction from last time. We talked about um, new high-level armor sets that were supposedly, at least according to the article we read last show, um, more towards the casual end. Here's the actual truth of the matter from Blizzard. The the, I guess it's tier 1.5 armor sets. We thought they were going to be called .5, which was going to mean that it was pre the tier 0 level dungeon sets that you get from places like Scalamonts. Basically the B-Stalker set. Yeah, w- what happens is everybody gets their... The confusion that begins because people will call um, the sets that they get from the level 56 to 60 instances like Undead Strat, Stratholm, 
um, or Livestrat. Um, they then call them a tier one. Right, which they're not. Yes, <clears throat> they're not. Right. right. Um, what the tiers are for is there's tier one and tier two, and those are really called tier one epic, tier two epic. Where tier one epic is mostly from um, Molten Core, and tier two epic comes from Blackwing Lair. So what this is is your first set that comes out, your blue set, which, which you get. Which is mostly called class sets or tier zero. Right. Um, which you get from, you know, those places I said before. Um, the Black Black Ark Spire is where a bunch of the other pieces come to. Um, the quest in there to take those pieces, you do the quests, whatever they are, they haven't said what they are. Um, and then basically you get to convert half of the set to epics. So it upgrades half of the set. I didn't say which parts. They showed a couple of them from different sets, so I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's like uh, chests and legs and um, some of the, hot, the the bigger pieces. Um, but then right, you but convert you those to, to epic. Have, you have to have the regular blue class sets, the rare the com- class sets. The complete sets. set from what right. I saw, yeah. Oh. Well, that sucks. And then you do a quest line, basically, to, to get the new stuff. So here's my question. <clears throat> So last time we were all saying, hey, this is great. It's going to be like a casual way to get, you know, cool armor Better where you don't have to run the dungeons, etc." Here's the question. And and then the guy, I guess, from uh, that New York Times article or whatever seemed to allude that it was a more casual, friendly thing. So I think that Blizzard thinks and that a decent majority of the players think that the first class sets in those first dungeons are casual content. Do you guys agree or not agree? I do. No. Yeah. No, because I just, I mean, I just listened to the World of Warcast episode where Starman's talking about how he went 80 times to Stratholme to get his pants to that's drop. Just, that's bad. I mean, I can drop my pants any times I want, but... <laughs> and you do. <laughs> I don't need to go to East Strat to do it. But, I mean, to me, that if you have to go run through the same instance 80 times, I only had to do it maybe a dozen. That even is... that was just like, it's just a grind. It's well, not... Yeah, and there's things that you can do to make sure that that doesn't happen. Like, right. for... like... Like making sure like that you're the ninja. only member of your class in the group. So yeah. if they do drop, you're not rolling against other people. That's true. That helps. Like for places like um, Live Strat or Undead Strat or Scalamance, those are a lot easier because, and the headpiece drops from Scalamance and legs drop in um, Undead Strat, and then random stuff will drop in both Scalamance and, and Live Strat, depending on what. You could even do five man LBRS if you want. It's hard. You have to have good players to do it, but you can do it. Is it easier to do with 10 people? Yeah. The tough one is going to be UBRS, where the chess piece drops off of uh, General Draxath. That's the one where I kind of question if it's casual. But, yeah. I mean, by casual, I think, you know, you can hop, you can get on, and you can get in a pickup group to do those. I'm not saying that pickup groups are optimal, but <laughs> you can get on, and you can run it in, like, two to three hours. You can run one of those in two to three hours on a well-populated server and get through it. It's not like I would call hardcore Molten Core, where you have yeah, to be in a guild. Yeah, definitely hardcore. Right. So I think these in comparison to that. And then there's also a bunch of pieces that you can buy on the auction house, too, if you want, that are um, buy none. Belts, I think. Maybe. Well, here's here's the thing. I mean, I can I can definitely see where they're coming from from one standpoint, which is that if you look at the game in general, let's say you get 1 to 60 and you're a casual player, meaning you play four hours a night, three times a week or something. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it's, you don't you don't play that much. Maybe you play a little bit on the weekend. There's, there's groups that you get into and instances that you run from 1 to 60, if you choose to at any rate, that's there for you, that requires a five-man group to go through. And there's a lot of, you know, complex stuff there. Zulfaric, um, Sunken Temple. Mordon. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's some tricky dead things mines. you have to do. Yeah. So, dead mines. But dead mines is tricky, actually, if you're you if it's your it. first time you're yeah. doing it. There's so, five main instances from, you know, level 20 to 60. So, yeah, sure. so the ones post-60, or just slightly pre-60 if you're talking about, like, BRD or something. Right. Um, it could be argued that those are casual. I think Cromley's got a good point a in the sense thing. that... Is it casual when it comes to you have to repeat these instances over and over and over again to get the class sets? Are you then not casual? Are you then moving into more hardcore? I mean, it's so fuzzy. Yeah. It's the same thing as getting any other kind of loot. It's not guaranteed that, I mean, except for quest rewards, any dropped items, you're going to have to run something, you know, well, world drops aside as well. But, you know, if, right. you, know, if you know XYZ drops in the instance... You know, you're going to have to go through it a couple of times to get it. But that is exactly what I'm going to play devil's advocate here for the so-called casual people that are up on the, the generals complaining about this stuff. That's exactly what they were asking for was we don't want random drops. We want a, a very difficult quest chain or something that we could follow through and get the equivalent to the dungeon sets. Right, because there's there are some people like me, for example, that aren't able to, like, even if I was 60, I'm not going to be on every night running Ubers, Ulbers, Libbers, Lobbers to get, you know, whatever it is I think is you I will need. be, though. That's the thing that I think is funny. I think you probably will be. I think I probably will be. I think you might if you played a little bit more on the pod people, Crownly. But the thing is, is that level slim 60. as the, if you're getting a better guild, a more social guild and a bigger guild, you have a tendency to run that stuff more. But I think in general, the previous situation, all three of us, meaning Kernkater, Cromley, and I, were in with a smaller guild. Is is that it's yeah, we not only had maybe five to ten people. Yeah, and you don't Still, likely get in situations that's... where you're running these instances. So, mm-hmm. like Kernkater is right; she might never actually see some of those those instances, even if they're the so-called lower end end game instances. Right. You, but with set pieces like those, the stats on them are too good just to say, "Oh, we're going to put make them a quest reward." You you can't do that. If that's yeah. the case, then they need then they need to be more not. It's got to be fair to the people who do want to run Stratholme eighty times to get their you know whatever or, or whatever. It's got to. I mean, for the people who put that time in, it should be fair to them. With all due respect to Starman, that's that's bad luck. Yeah, that's well. that's just a matter of bad luck. <laughs> I thought I had bad luck until I heard his podcast. So. Right. <laughs> Maybe it took rabbit speed in his bag. It <laughs> took it took me, and I had really bad luck too because I was running it over and over. It took me twenty two times through Undead Strat to get the legs that I needed. Now, again, that's just total bad luck again. And yeah. but the thing is, if you're running it with people that you normally group with casually, you know, yeah. Yeah. they're going to get items, you're going to get items. It's just and like running stuff. any other instance. Yeah. yeah. So well, let, let's look at the good point of view from this then. And the good point of view is is that this is good for the I would say pseudo casual player anyways, who is fine with running the dungeons to get their class sets because now the folks that were say in a moderate sized guild who would have no problem running Strubers, Elbers, Lobbers, Lubers, etc. Liberty Liberty Lobber to Lubers. Um they can go ahead then and run this quest line to upgrade their existing sets and get some epic gear that is, you know, in some cases, some of this gear to me looks comparable to the Molten Core gear. It's very it's different. good. It's, it's different, very good, but, but it's yeah, comparable. Different. Yeah. Actually, what it seems to me like, it's more spec for uh, like PvP engagement than it is for instance running. Like, if you if you compare, for example, the... Uh, <laughs> the Paladin chest? Well, I, I don't know so much about that one, but the Warrior one? Yeah. Um, if you look at Valor, for example, Valor is, is a big tanking one. Uh, it's definitely geared for, for tanking. And then the one above that, which is... Cardboard. Do you know what it is, Azros? I'm looking right now. It's 
There's a tinfoil yeah, hat in there somewhere. <laughs> is it might? I think it's might. Prevents mind control from priests. All right. So then if you if you go up and you look at might, right, which is the next, which is the tier one epic, right. might is geared for tanking too. And it's really like a tanking piece of armor. It's supposed to help the warrior tank. But if you look at the 1.5 warrior set, which honestly I don't have the name in front of me right Heroism. now. Heroism. Heroism? Okay. Its stats seem to me to be balanced more towards like a one-on-one engagement thing in a less tanking scenario. Well, what it has, it's I'm looking at it right now. Breast it's like a hybrid. Of, yeah, it's um, it, it's plus twenty-one strength, plus thirteen agility, plus twenty-one twenty-six stamina, and then when you equip it, it increases your uh, chance to hit by one percent. So and see, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Plus all the strength that it adds in. That's a it's see, an armor far more suited to getting crits and doing damage than it is outlasting. The whole set, though, I don't know if I buy that because the two set piece bonus is plus forty attack power, and that I could see. But with plus five, it's plus eight to all resistances. Plus the six set piece bonus is chance on melee attack to heal you for eighty eight to one thirty two. And then huh. if you have all all eight, it's plus two hundred armor. So the once you see yeah. the plus eight it's resistances, kind of um, kind of across the board. Plus forty attack power is going to help you with tanking as well, and the plus yeah. two hundred attack power is. Well, at any rate, it's pretty good in comparison to the Molten Core gear. Right. And so I think that Blizzard is right in the sense that this is a viable alternative for people who can't or won't run, core. you know, the Core and Blackwing Lair and Encourage and etc. So. They're epics, for God's sakes. It's not going to yeah. be easy. Yeah, exactly. Pounders. If it's fighting you want, then you're about to get your share. Go and die with honor. This is the people's war. It is our war. We are the fighters. Fight it then. Fight it with all that is in us. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. For your lands. For your homes. For your sweethearts. For your wives. Yeah, I wanted to to bring up Arathi Basin because Krama did an excellent, excellent job talking about um, Alterac Valley back in back in the day. In the heyday of Alterac Valley before it just yep. became a before it was <laughs> the one that you can never get into. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Um, Arathi Basin is the newest battleground that's out there. I think it came out what two or three patches ago. Yeah, and it's a lot different than Alterac or Warsong Gulch, where it's 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 a lot like um, Battlefield, the game Battlefield, where you oh, have yeah. to control where you have to control certain nodes. Um, there are five different nodes, each one. If you control it, you're going to accumulate a certain amount of resources. And the goal to accumulate is 2,000. So, and the more, the more nodes that you control, the more resources you're going to accumulate. I have, I've heard of Arathi Basin. I don't know where I go to get in. How okay. many people you have to require? Is it, is it like a level thing? And It's banded, where it's anybody who's level 20 to 60, and it's 20 to 29, 30 to 39, okay. you know, up through 50 to 59, and then there's a separate one for just level 60s. And it's maximum of 15 per team. There's a couple different ways to get in. The first one is to go into the actual um, entrances, Entrance. which are in Arathi Highlands. 
The Horde entrance is right behind Hammerfall, and the Alliance entrance, which I've never actually seen, I'm just going off of what Blizzard tells me, is in Refuge Point. Yeah, it's right in the... I mean, you can't miss it. Right, yeah. and it's just another one of the instancy-looking entrances. The The first thing you're going to want to do is get the quest. It's really the only quest that you can get from the quest giver outside of the instance. And what that quest is going to have you do is is participate in what they say claiming the nodes, which is when you get to, say, the five different nodes are the farm, the stables, the blacksmith, the mine, and the lumber mill. And are these like areas that you have to capture? Right. Yeah. And when you go to each one of these, there's a flag. There's a tower with a flag. And you go up to it and you right-click on it and there's a progress bar at the bottom that goes across and after a couple seconds of you standing there working on this without getting attacked or interrupted or whatever it'll say that you've assaulted let's say the mine and then after about a minute if no one else if the other team doesn't assault it it turns to your control and npcs spawn like if you're playing horde um undead will spawn there that don't attack or anything but it just shows that it's controlled by the undead they just kind of hang out there and say you you see them working right for those who are familiar with uh, alterac valley this is very similar to how the graveyards work in alterac valley yeah it's almost exactly to that except there's no guards and there's like a lot of department of transportation guys out leaning on shovels out in front of it just so they know it's yours and just one guy with a random jackhammer (laughs) (laughs) and he's the only one working right 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 everybody else is you know taking coffee breaks or smoke breaks managing yeah right out undead with smoke coming out from beneath their ribs. <laughs> they don't have to worry about lung cancer. Fish <laughs> already dead. So what you want to do is, for the Horde side, the closest one to get is the farm. And for the Alliance side, the closest node to, to achieve is the stables. And those are the first two to probably fall. In the middle of the map is the lumber mill and the blacksmith and the mine. And that's where it starts to get tricky. Depending on how your group is run, um, you could split up in any way. The best thing to do, like always, is to create a raid group so that you can effectively communicate. And most of the time, it's going to come down to controlling three out of the five. When do you win the battleground? When you achieve 2,000 resources. Yeah. Basically, they're like victory points. And the more areas you control, the faster you get them. Okay, right. so like if you get all five of them, you you don't win. It's... Yeah, you have to you have to capture it and hold it. The little workers that spawn that Azros is talking about, they quote unquote go to work, and as right. they work, they accumulate more points. Can't we do that with like the highways that are all? Can't we just make them like? What work? is your deal with the highways, dude? I, well, you're talking about these guys that come out there that that stand <laughs> out front to show that it's theirs, and they remind me of those guys at the Department of Transportation <laughs> on like I ninety four who just stand there with their shovels all day and do nothing, and it takes. Oh, you've actually hours. seen them at I ninety four. Like a whole year and a half to get see, it. I usually just see their equipment. This is what so a guy saying. just standing there with a slow sign. He's exactly. Like slow so, like, line. what you're saying is though, is that She's is that in a Rathi Basin that you've got all these people that go and they play, and now you've got all these these deadbeats standing out in front of the thing. Not that there's deadbeats in the Department of Transportation. What Please I'm don't saying. See. All right. So, for the record, I would like to put out a blanket warning that we do not endorse these little ideas of Krinkatera. In fact, we try to help her and have tried to give her medicine to make understand. it all better. But when she goes on her rampage and CN is covering her saying lone strange woman capturing department of transportation buildings in hopes of building up resource, more points, resource points to make the transportation people work we knew it was coming and we're I, sorry i had such high hopes for this section Azros, I'm just trying to understand it because I, I, I've never actually played a Rathi Basin. So what you're saying is, is that it isn't how many how many workers we get to stand out front, but it's more like how many resources they make. Right. Okay. And depending on how many points you control, okay. is 
it controls how many how many resource points you come in to your okay. side. So you would definitely want to control more than the other side. But depending on how far you are down, you know, most people just try to control three and keep the other d- controlling two. Okay. But as I found about 20 minutes before we started this this um, this show, we were down 1900 to 1950, and we got. Um, we captured the mine just at the last point, but even though we were controlling three to two, they still yeah. won. Yeah. So lazy miners. Yeah, they need to get out my my beat down stick. Yeah. <laughs> As you control these points, you're going to receive bonus honor for um, how long you control each point. So you'll you'll see um, you know such and such. Right now, I, I think it's 198 bonus honor for you know for controlling so many points at a certain time and you also get reputation at the same time for the alliance it's the league of arathor and for um the horde it's the defilers and that's who you get reputation from and what do you get what kind of things do you get i'm going to talk about that in a different one because i don't want to go stay tuned for the loot but i can't wait i'm so impatient now now. kk we'd rather talk about road workers and Destroy yeah. Asros's segment. I think yeah. it's a great segment. I love Asros. So, and his road workers. Shh, there's here. there's some good things to look at on the World of Warcraft community site that you can check, such as maps and screenshots and stuff like that. And take a look at that. Next time, I'm going to go through and talk about some of the strategies on what to do and some successful strategies and unsuccessful strategies. Probably more unsuccessful strategies since that's all I've really seen. <laughs> what not to do. Yeah. Um, and then... We'll also talk later on about what some of the rewards are from from Marathi Basin as well. So we'll be back. That's okay, cool. so Azros, real quick before you go on this, yep. what what makes this one fun in its own unique way as opposed to like Warsong Gulch and Ultrak Valley in your opinion? For someone who's never been there. To quote the president, there's much more strategy involved. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not enough just to go around randomly killing people where in Ultrak Valley that's, I mean, there's, there's strategy involved in Ultrak Valley, but yeah. most of the time it's an eight-hour kill fest. Right. The um, problem with Ultrak Valley is you have no way to coordinate anything. So right. here here you have a little more control over what It's a happens. smaller group, um, yeah. and it's a smaller map, and it's it's a shorter game. You know, this thing, I've never seen it, one of these games last longer than, you know, 20 minutes, half hour. No, I, I, like, I like that aspect of it and the fact that, you know, just because you can't sit back and wait the whole time. Like, some groups in Morsan Gulch do what the, what's called turtling, where they just grab your flag, and then they bring it back to their base and bring all their people there. Yeah. Defending it, there. basically making you come to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they can kill kill you, take the flag, you and basically farm you. It. Right. So this one, it, it takes a lot a lot more teamwork and a lot more smarts to um, actually win in Arathi Basin than it does in the other ones, which, unfortunately, I haven't been able to see a lot of. Hi, this is Sando. I'm going to give you what I think the Murloc would sound like when eating pork rinds. <laughs> Way down by the county line, there lives a dear old pal of mine who thinks fishing's all there is in life. He's always a bugging me to go on a fishing spree. I'd rather go than listen to him gripe. So we set off this early morn with fishing poles and a can of worms. I knew from the start it wasn't right. 
Well, nothing went as it should And never have I understood How anyone could have this bad of life We're gone fishing We're gone fishing For better or worse or good or better We'll do everything to be together We're gone fishing We're gone fishing Alright, let's talk about fishing I have finally got a character Yeehaw. up to 300 fishing. Sweet lord. And I decided that I will finally be able to address this topic. It's taken a long time to get to 300 fishing. You're going to wear a like dress you can only talk about this topic? It. What's that? It's like you could only talk about your class if you're level 60. Yeah. You yeah. talk about yeah. fishing if you're level well, 300. But here's the thing, though. I mean, there there's a lot of stuff that goes on in fishing. that that Had I talked about this, you know, four or five months or so ago, I would have said, like, most boring profession ever. But in all reality, I've had a lot of fun with it. And part of it's because of stuff they've introduced, and part of it's just because the profession itself is, is kind of fun. So, part of it is you're on crack. <laughs> maybe. I'm on sea crack because I'm in – anyway. Sea so, crack. <laughs> Sea crack, water crack, sea, sea. I think it's like a sea letter. Yeah, yeah. Like sea crack. Like it's like, was that cocaine then? Ceramic crack. I mean, I was trying to figure ceramic out. crack. Carbon crack. Periodic table. Sea crack. Well, so let me right. talk about fishing and give you some tips on what to do if you're interested in fishing, and then I'll tell you all the things. Buy a that, fishing pole. That are added on. Buy a fishing pole. That's number one. Get the fishing profession. That's Ooh, number two. Um, it's a secondary profession, by the way. So you can Anyone still can have you know mining and blacksmithing and still do fishing. Fishing is a secondary like uh, cooking or first aid. So you can always do it. And fishing and cooking go together really well. So let's say, for example, you start in Northshire Abbey, right? You can't get the fishing profession there. But you go outside and you end it in Elwyn Forest, which is kind of like the, the secondary jump-off area right so after you get through the newbie quests. Yeah. Right. You can get the fishing talent there, or the fishing skill there, the profession there. But the problem is, is that the lakes and stuff around there have a fishing skill of maybe starting like between 15 and 25 ballpark. Do they really? I thought you could start there. You can start there, but it's a lot harder if you just go back to the newbie area and fish out of the river or the lake or whatever you got in that newbie area. But, I mean, whatever newbie area it is, if you fish in there first, you'll get your skill up to, like, 15 or so, and you can go back out into the sort of the secondary post-level 5 area, and you'll you'll get your fishing skill up a heck of a lot faster and a lot easier. I remember when I got fishing, I was, like, level 8 or so, and I tried fishing somewhere in Tears Fall Glades, and it was problematic. It, I, it took that, me a long time to get a, a lot of missed casts, basically, until yeah. I could get up to about 25 fishing. Yeah, all my uh, my night elf characters, you learn you can't learn fishing until, at least I never realized you could learn fishing until you went over to Darkshore in Aberdeen. And there was the guy there, Bubba Gump or Bubba Glump or whatever his name is, that sells that, that fishing pole. And I just, I never got the hang of it. And so up until maybe a few months ago, I never learned to fish because I was just like, this is just And then too... you're like, what the heck, I can't catch anything. Exactly. What's yeah. the whole point of me doing this? So yeah. that's a really good point. You got to make sure you do that. So the second one too is that when you when you first find a, a guy who sells you a fishing rod, often you'll see lures for sale. Buy some lures. Lures are really good. There's all kinds of different lures, bobbles and bobbers and shiny objects to catch fish. Basic libbers, lobbers. Yeah, <laughs> they um they add they add a plus 
something to your fishing skills. So plus night 10, crawlers. plus 100. Night crawlers, right. So add that stuff to your fishing pole. I would suggest using lures almost always, especially if you're looking for something specific to catch. Even when you're 300, I often add lures all the time to catch stuff. So as you skill up, you get to, as many of these secondary professions are, I know Azos did one a couple weeks back on first aid, and it's confusing with fishing just as it is with first aid. What the heck do you do when you get to expert and artisan level? So I'm going to tell you. At expert fishing, which is 150, you need to buy a book. It's called Expert Fishing the Bass and You, and you get it <laughs> from a guy named Old Man Hemming. That's a uh, Ernest Hemingway mm-hmm. reference, by the way, if you don't know that. In Booty Bay, or you can buy it on the auction house for a, you know, a reasonable markup. Scooty Booty. Does it help you catch a delicious bass? I don't know, but you can <laughs> get Do the bass. chickens have large talons? And offhand fish <laughs> that you can wield. Can you really? Oh, yeah, you can. If you, occasionally you'll catch like a 12-pound bass or something. It'll be this can huge you fish. You them? Can, no, you oh, can't dual wield them. Damn. Which sucks. I was hoping they'd added one. Because I want to go into Battlegrounds with dual-wielding fish. I often take my fish with me and just whip it out just because it's... Oh, buddy. Uh, no, we're talking about the game. Anyway, you're pulling your fish out. Azros is dropping his pants. This is really not the tavern cast we were looking for. Drank that much. I'm gonna take you fishing, honey. You're gonna love it. So let's get back to artisan fishing, then. So, <laughs> artisan fishing is level 225 plus. Uh, you need to be level 35, and you have to have 225 fishing skill. And then what you do is you visit your horde or alliance fishing trainer, and those are in either Orgamar or an Iron Forge. Uh, both will direct you to a guy named Nat Pagel in Duskwallow. Here's the deal with Nat Pagel. There's, I'll, I'll get back into him here shortly, but he's like this mysterious and legendary figure that you learn all about when you get into fishing, and I will tell you more. But it, it's pre- Nat Pagel's a pretty interesting dude. He's so let's awesome. talk about some fish. Uh, many fish that you get are localized to a single area. So there's different kinds of fishes for different zones, etc. Sometimes there's, you know, fish across the whole world that you find, but often they're just localized in a single area. Also, there's certain fish that are seasonal. Some of which only come out at night, like the nightfin snapper, I believe. Squid. Squid, yeah. Some fish are called container fish, as they have items inside. And you can recognize them because they say bloated in front, like bloated mud snap. Bloated red gill, I've got a couple of those. I've actually bloated azros. And you get stuff in them, uh, like... (laughs) Crazy What's items. in bloated Azros? <laughs> Don't so, ask. You can get crazy. <laughs> Is it blue or purple? So there's odd items you can get too to be fished. Like, uh, for example, the Teamster's skull. And if you look at the item, it says, looks like someone didn't like this guy. Teamster's That's skull. funny. So if anybody doesn't know what that is, just Google Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. And you'll Watch find Sopranos. out what the Teamster yeah. skull is all Maybe about. Maybe swimming with the fishes. Wearing <laughs> some shoes. So like I said earlier, you have to drag Genka's face on. Fishing does work well alongside cooking. It makes really good stuff like Savory Deviant Delight, which turns you into pirates and ninjas. Uh, grilled squid. Grilled squid is made off of the winter squid, which is a seasonal catch. But grilled squid is like a hunter's favorite recipe yeah. you can make to give. It's plus 10 agility. For 10 minutes. Those. For 10 I minutes. That. Now, is that is that going to really go away like until like the end of the year? Uh, yes, unless you stock up on winter squid. You better stock up, baby. It, which, Auction house opportunity. Which you'll be lucky. I am stocking up, so just hit me up. I hurt you. There's uh, And then stuff like hot smoked bass that's plus 10 to spirit and uses raw summer bass, which is seasonal. <laughs> He's got one hot smoked bass. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. 
there's a bunch more like that, but you get you get the idea. So cooking and fishing, plus which the, the other good thing about cooking and fishing together is is that at the low end too, when you're first going up cooking, fishing will provide you with fish across the level spectrum all the way up to about 225 or so cooking and beyond after you get the the artisan level. So it'll it'll take you all the way up without having to get anything else, which is a real boon. Like those friggin' deviate fish that you sell for like a billion gold a piece, but they turn you into a pirate. Yeah, car. but the, yeah, well, but you gotta make them into deviate delights. Or you can sell them too. They obviously fishing is somewhat good for auction house stuff, depending on what you're getting. That's true. certain kinds of fish. The Adros is right. The deviate fish and the uh, firefin snapper <laughs> and oily mouth black or oily black mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those, if you, but if you have an, if you have alchemy and you can just make it right into black mouth oil, that actually sells pretty good too. So there's many ways to improve fishing. Different poles. They have different poles. There's not just one. Poles are like the Blump family fishing pole. That's the allied only quest. That's the one Kern Katera was talking about earlier. Yeah. The guy's name is Blubber Blubber Gum. Gubber Blump. Gubber. Gubber Blump. Gubber Blump. You're correct. Shrimp is the fruit of the sea. You can barbecue it, boil it, broil it, bake it, saute it. There's um, shrimp kebabs, shrimp creole, gumbo, pan fried, deep fried, stir fried. There's pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp, coconut shrimp. Pepper shrimp, shrimp soup, shrimp stew, shrimp salad, shrimp and potatoes, shrimp burger, shrimp sandwich. That's that's about it. Cover blown. Isn't there an epic one? I think it's the yes, Pat Nagel like X five. No, there, there's yeah. an epic one, but it's a staff. Yeah. Um, and it's not. It's, you can't actually use it. Equip it as a pole. Really? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well, what pole. the hell is the point <laughs> of that? The best fishing pole you can get. Yeah, that's the Nat, Nat Pagel's Extreme Angler FC 5000. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a horde-only quest. Then there's the Arcanite ah. Fishing Pole. That's a Stranglethorn Vale Fishing Extravaganza quest. It's one of the uh, rewards for uh, turning in a special kind of fish. Big Iron Fishing Pole. This is a good one for people to go look for because everybody can get access to it, and it's a it's a good pole. It adds something like, I think, plus 20 to fishing. What is, where it's, is it? It's a drop, and the easiest place to get it is from the lobster traps off the coast of Desolus right next to Shadow Player Village. If you loot enough of those lobster traps that are on the seafloor right off the coast there by Shadow Player Village, you'll find one eventually. So you just that... go down and you open them up like, yeah. but like there clams are... and stuff? Are they buying on you know, I don't know. Actually, I don't think they are because I think you – no, they aren't because you can use the pole for a while and when you're done with it, you can give it to somebody else if you find a better pole. Oh, sweet. Ooh, I'm so cool. going there tonight. Yeah, so you can find them. It, it, you, I had to open about 20 or so lobster traps before one dropped for me. Obviously, you can use lures to improve fishing like I said before, um, and they are shiny baubles, night crawlers, bright baubles, aquadynamic fish – attractors and by the way that's a limited cards you can well you can buy aqua dynamic fish attractors as a by a vendor they're limited though yeah and engineers make them yeah so hit your engineers up to make you those those are one of the best ones in the game that's kind of a bonus you can help them with their engineering and you can also get something out of it you can use or take up engineering and then there's enchantments to help your fishing skill out Um, a popular one is the glove enchantment which is plus two to fishing you just put on a a pair of gloves uh, that will you know just be your fishing outfit there's whole outfits that people do with fishing too to help them out um, you can buy them all. Hat. Yeah, That's they do. There's something called the Lucky Fishing Hat, Nat Pagel's Extreme Anglin' Boots, uh, High Test Eternium Fishing Line. I'm all going of these battlegrounds with that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is all purchasable at cabela.com. Yeah, right. So here's some of the fun stuff. Um, it used to be that the way you skilled up is you ran around the world and you just, you know, dunked the line in and you hoped something would come up and et cetera, and it would be just fish. But in beta, they used to have items that would drop. Some of them very rare and hard to find that would, even early would drop in vision. Yeah, yeah, but they, they nerfed it. Well, now some of that stuff is coming back in. In 1.9, they added fishable nodes. 
And what that is is they're schools of fish and floating wreckage. And schools of fish contain limited quantities of rare fish like deviate, oily blackmouth, firefin snapper, sagefish, greater sagefish, so on and so forth. These are fish that drop rare if you just drop the line in in different spots in the world. Um, floating wreckage is a little node, and that'll contain usually watertight chests, which when you open up have coin and items, green magic items like shards and stuff, and recipes. Sometimes blues will drop in the wreckage as well. I saw an oil spill too, is that? Yeah, we had one in um, in Stone Talon a yeah. couple days ago that had a had a, a big oil drum floating in it, and I got a bloated redgill that had a blue item in it, so yeah, that That's does happen. Cool. Yep. Well... Yeah, and I just got a blue yeah, the other day spills. off of one of the wreckage things in a mithril-bound chest nice. or, or Loctite container or something that was floating in there. Nice. So it's cool that they offered, that they put that back in. That's a, yet another cool thing about fishing that didn't used to be there. The schools of fish also regularly drop chests in the schools containing loot and trade goods, bloated fish with items in it like Kern Katera was talking about. And there's this neat whole assortment of rumsy rum is what the stuff is called. Light, dark, and black label, and it's sure to mess you up really good. The black label stuff is crazy. One swig of that, and your vision is all blurred. Nice. It's good stuff. <laughs> I've got a whole assortment of it in the bank, just just in case. Just in you know, case. Yeah. For that just next for those, party with Thrall. Yeah, yeah, for those special nights. So Thrall might rob the if bank, you but... see the nodes somewhere, you can find them along the coasts all over the place. And they're really easy to see, too, because they're, they're kind of they're, they're swirly, and they've got the fish in them, and they've got little sparkles in them, and they're a different color. So yep, you can mouse over fish. them, too. And yeah. when you mouse over them, it gives you a little tooltip saying, like, Sage Fin School or whatever. Yep, exactly. Make sure your bobber lands inside the school or the wreckage, or it won't work. You'll get whatever's near it, whatever would normally pop, but you won't get the actual, you know, rare school of fish or whatever that's in there. The other thing that they added in was the Stranglethorn Fishing Extravaganza, which I've now done three times and have yet to win. Basically what that is, is that the whole goal of the whole thing is at Sunday afternoons between 2 and 4 o'clock server time, uh, they start this whole fishing thing. And there's uh, three NPCs that pop up in Booty Bay that you have to basically go to and return your fish to and they kind of clue you in as to what's going on. But the goal of the whole thing is you land 40 tasty fish. The first person to land 40 tasty fish, which pop up in these little schools off the coast of Stranglethorn, and you win fabulous prizes, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Catching prizes! The only place you can't you can't fish, actually, is in Booty Bay. is in the actual bay area, but That's everywhere else is Stranglethorn. I'd like to see everybody just sitting on the dock with their <laughs> casting their lines in. <laughs> The, the contest, me. I mean, the, the thing the thing is usually over in like a half an hour, in all reality. It's it's hard to do. This last time that I did it, I got within five fish of the of the guy who won. So who knows where I was. But I mean, in my opinion, watching these people do it, if you don't have plus a million to fishing school, skills and, and outfits and items and et cetera, plus an epic mount, chances are I, I don't think you're going to win. Because you need the speed. You need the speed of the epic mount to get from node to node and then get back to the quest giver. And all that plus gear is really cool for fishing. What about, like, fishing buddy? Well, I, you know, I don't want to get too much into fishing buddy. That That's a mod, by the way, that Ezra's is talking about. It is really cool, and it does really help. And fishing buddy's got a neat thing where once you cast the first time, every time you loot, it just automatically recasts. But it can, you know, it's kind of a pain anyways or a hit or miss thing in something like the the fishing extravaganza because you're trying to hit those nodes. And so if it auto recasts for you, it could go off the node and you've got to just do it manually anyway. Right. So 
even if you don't win the extravaganza, for every stack of five tasty fish you haul in, you get like 23 silver for a stack of five That's that they bad. give you there. So it's kind of a good farming thing anyways if you want to spend a couple hours running around. Can Plus, I... there's rare fish you can catch in the tasty fish circles, which you can turn in for special rewards. Can the tasty fish be used in recipes? Okay. In fact, the tasty fish disappear from your bags. They're too tasty. Like in a couple of hours, they they don't last. So you okay. can't stock. You could not handle the tasty. Yeah, you can't stockpile <laughs> them yourself. and then turn them in next time. Yeah. Okay. You just can't stop yourself from eating them. I can't handle the tasty fish. You can't handle the truth. So, what is the grand prize for the Stranglethorn Fishing Extravaganza? You might ask. That's for. What 40 is the grand prize? I, I was really wondering. Okay, it's an Arcanite fishing pole, and it's plus thirty-five to fishing. Or you can get Hook of the Master angle, Angler, which is what I really want. And it turns a trinket that turns you into a fish. A big fish. <laughs> that's really that cool. That is awesome. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> that's the only reason I want to I want to see it. the dancing fish. Screw the pole. I want to turn into a fish. <laughs> we all have our dreams. No pole screwing. So, and if you catch those rare fish I was talking about that you can get, there's a there's a little goblin robot that stands next to the main goblin quest giver of the thing, and he asked for the rare fish. There's three rare fish that you can find, and apparently they are very rare because they're not caught very often at all during these extravaganzas. But there's something called Kiefer's Angelfish, and that thing will get you the lucky fishing hat, which is plus five to fishing. Like Kiefer Sutherland? Uh, it very well may be. But you only have 24 hours to turn in that quest, though. Doot, doot, doot. That's the clock noise. All right, I was waiting for you to do something. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brownell's Blue Striped Eraser is the other rare one. And for that, you get Nat Pagel's Extreme Anglin' Boots, which is plus five to fishing. Nate, 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 Nate. And then the last one is called the <laughs> Deezian Queenfish. And that one you get High Test Eternium Fishing Line, which is plus five fishing enchant to your pole. But you know what, though? The, don't you also get the uh, the the, one, the title if, you, if you're the first person to bring in all the tasty fish? You become the Master Baiter for the day? No, no, no. It's Master Whoa. Angler. Angler. You're an idiot. <laughs> I don't get it. Kids, so, ask your parents. Let, let us round out the fishing segment by talking about something that, that I stumbled across while skilling up the profession and something that I realized from the time that I did all the PvP back on Manoroth, specifically in Altrak Valley, that's really kind of interesting. Here's where Nat Pagel comes in. Nat Pagel's the guy who's got his name over all this crap. He's like the Bill Dance of the... Uh, Bill Dance. Bill Dance's fishing oh, show. Oh, yeah. My brother used to sit there. He used to lie on the couch with his head just barely propped up, looking down this thing and watching the... Watching the... The old Bill Dance shows. Yeah, it's been exciting. Oh, he wants to be like this big angler fisherman. So, who is Nat Pagel? Well, first of all, it, it, it's a little Easter egg. He's it, Nat Pagel is a reference to a Blizzard employee named Pat Nagel. So, go stalk him. Yeah. Nat Pagel in the game is the author of the mysterious book called Nat Pagel's Guide to Extreme Angling, uh, which you can find in various pieces, in well, in two pieces actually. One is a thoroughly read copy of Nat Pagel's Guide to Extreme Anglin', which you find in Dire Mall, and Nat Pagel's Guide to Extreme Anglin', which is missing every page but the last, and you find that in Alterac Valley Battlegrounds. Now that drops that in Alterac Valley. Blizzard has said that there are things in the game people have yet to discover, basically. There's, there's quests that don't have a giver or a receiver. So, in other words, they're quests without a given start and finish. You, don't, you start on a clue, you follow it to your reward. So they're not like regular quests that you can just go out and find. Now, Nat Pagel's book fragment that you find in Alltrack Valley talks about Nat knowing the location of the legendary sword Ashbringer, Blade of the Scarlet Highlord. 
screenshots from a test server show the item on a GM, and it was 204 to 247 damage, plus 30 to 50 holy damage, 88 DPS, and a chance on hit for blasting the target for 700 fire damage. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty lean. Was that a red item? It was either red or it was orange. It was legendary yeah. or artifact, but I, I think I'll you're right. I, think I it have is a couple artifact. of them. So. You have a couple yeah. artifacts? Cool. I dual wield them. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, <laughs> so you got the one in Alterac Valley that gives this clue. That It basically just says that he knows where it is, and but that's all it says. So it, it gives you the impression that after reading this book, now you know where to find Ashbringer, right? Yeah. Well, it also says that Nat Pickle drinks a lot. So. Yeah, true. So you don't really know. So... <laughs> You get that one there, and if you happen to get the one that drops in Dire Maul, you can't combine the book fragments. And Nat, if you go to Duskwall Marsh, she doesn't tell you anything, even if you bring him both both fragments. So there's other references to the Ashbringer from the elves in Dire Maul and in quests revolving around Nefarian and Blackwing Lair. So if the Ashbringer is even in the game right now, the theory is, is that you'll need to get a legendary drop from Nefarian. And take that, and Nefarion is in Blackwing Lair, by the way, and you take that to the Shendralar Elves in Dire Maul. Now, those are the dudes, the, the elves that sit around and hang out. The library people. The library people, exactly. There is one guy there in Dire Maul, one elf, who will say something to you, uh, or he won't talk to you until you have a story to tell him. And the idea is is that you kill Nefarion, that gives you enough clout or reputation with the elf in the library, who will then give you a clue about the Ashbringer. And you probably have to have exalted reputation with them. Or you have to go to Nat Pagel after you kill Nefarian, who will tell you exactly where to fish for the Fabled Sword. So when the 1.9 Encourage quest came out in Tenaris, there's this new NPC guy out there. Where in Tenaris? Gadgetzan, I believe. Okay. Uh, right around there. And his greeting text asks if you're here to see him about the Ashbringer, and then he quickly recants. He's like, "Oh no, you don't. You're not interested in that." <laughs> so so that to everyone who comes up to him. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, 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 no. So now, then the question is: Are there more cl- clues about the Ashbringer inside on Karage? Nobody in the game has found. Well, as far as I've gone in. <laughs> so nobody in the game to anyone's knowledge has found the ashbringer no one's equipped it there was the the one gm who had it and I'm... everybody got screenshots and etc so right now as far as anyone knows it's a gm sword it is included in the textures package it's there people know it's in the game somewhere or at least it can be accessed by it we're assuming the gms or blizzard's having a lot of fun with us yeah i'm, but... I'm gonna get it i'm gonna go in as a level 30 <laughs> 2.75 priest <laughs> I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna solo. I'm gonna solo Nefarian. Then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get the answer. And I'm gonna go hack that guy up in Tenaris till I get it's the answer. It's probably in that little pond like in Orgrimmar. Well, and see here, all this crap, and it's gonna be in that little pond. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hidden in a little teeny tiny little One pixel. teeny tiny <laughs> pixel thing right under the dock. Yeah. Well, and everybody argues that there's no way that a item of that power is gonna be found through fishing. But in all reality, I mean, I think of it like it this: was. What if? What if the location, what what if basically what it is is that you go around and you complete all these different pseudo-linking hints that go to quests or whatever, and you finally get enough reputation with some faction where some one of the NPCs lets it slip that, oh, maybe you should go talk to Nat Pagel. And when you go talk to Nat, he gives you the rest of his book, and in the book it says the sword is located here. And if you follow the directions, it like basically takes you, like say, around the backside of Tenaris somewhere, Around the you know around the horn where the mountains are where there's no villages where you have to swim for like 15 minutes to get to this map location and if you fish off that shore 
That's where the source is. Seven hours. With this one thing equipped in your yeah. certain spot yeah. and you're standing to a the right. time of day. The, right, with the Or it sun. could just, like, trigger it for where you could find some locked box or something somewhere. Yeah. Where he said that he found it and I have it hidden wherever. That'd be cool. But how cool would it be? I mean, and this is, I think, what Blizzard loves keeping quiet for us. Is that, what if it's just sitting out there somewhere? And you're <laughs> smart enough to be the guy that fishes in a very odd location. I mean, if you follow these clues that they put together... You know that the guy – there's a whole background on the online that I'm not going to enunciate out for you, but you guys can go find that talks about who the, the Scarlet Eye Lord was and what this sword did and how it fits in with the lore and where he used it and what became of it and the whole nine yards. And it gives you a lot of clues as to what part of the world the sword actually may still be in or who has it. That said, there is an area that is only reachable by swimming that is – Outside of Silver Pine, along the shore, you have to swim to get there. There's a meeting stone there, and there is a goblin there who's not clickable, but he walks around. Where is this now? This is off of, if you leave Silver Pine, if you go past the dead fields out to the water, and you swim, I want to say it's north, but you swim along the shore like you're going up towards Hillsbrad. Along the shore there, I swam for 35 minutes from one to the other, and right in the middle there, there was this little area hmm. that had a meeting stone and had this goblin there. Really? Yeah, really. You guys are like the gatekeeper and the key master. You got to go check it out now. <laughs> you both got to go. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty wicked. Okay. Maybe that's just a uh, I didn't try the to gateway fish. to the Nad City, though. <gasps> the Sea Nad City with the yeah. skin pockets? The skin pockets. Oh. Could be, too. Or maybe <laughs> that's where the sword is. Sweet. In a yeah. skin pocket. The Naga habit. I'm so going. This damn Naga. Oh. All right. So anyways, to wrap this up, fishing cool, <laughs> Nat Pagel cool, Ashbringer cool. Is that an Ashbringer in your skin pocket or are you happy to see me? Slash <laughs> 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 real. Cool. The Lore of Warcraft. Charge of the Dragonflies. Satisfied that the small world had been ordered and that their work was done, the Titans prepared to leave Azeroth. However, before they departed, they charged the greatest species of the world with the task of watching over Kalimdor, lest any force should threaten its perfect tranquility.
in that age, there were many dragonflies. Yet there were five flights that held dominion over their brethren. It was these five flights that the Titans chose to shepherd the budding world. The greatest members of the Pantheon imbued a portion of their power upon each of the flight's leaders. These majestic dragons became known as the Great Aspects, or the Dragon Aspects. Amon Thul, the High Father of the Pantheon, bestowed a portion of his cosmic power upon the massive bronze dragon, Nazdormu. The High Father empowered Nazdormu to guard time itself and police the ever-spinning pathways of fate and destiny. The stoic, honorable Nazdormu became known as the Timeless One. Aonar, the titan patron of all life, gave a portion of her power to the Red Leviathan, Alexstrasza. Ever after, Alexstrasza would be known as the Life Binder, and she would work to safeguard all living creatures within the world. Due to her supreme wisdom and limitless compassion for all living things, Alexstrasza was crowned the Dragon Queen and given dominion over her kind. also blessed Alexstrasza's younger sister, the lithe green dragon, Ysera, with a portion of nature's influence. Ysera fell into an eternal trance, bound to the waking dream of creation. Known as the Dreamer, she would watch over the growing wilds of the world from her verdant realm, the Emerald Dream. Morganon, the titan lore keeper and master magician, granted the blue dragon Malagos a portion of his vast power. From then on, 
Malagos would be known as the Spellweaver, the guardian of magic and hidden arcana. Kasgaroth, the titan shaper and forger of the world, bestowed some of his vast power upon the mighty black worm, Naltharion. The great-hearted Naltharion, known afterwards as the Earth Warder, was given dominion over the Earth and the deep places of the world. He embodied the strength of the world and served as Alexstrasza's greatest supporter. Thus empowered, the five aspects were charged with the world's defense in the Titan's absence. With the dragons prepared to safeguard their creation, the Titans left Azeroth behind forever. Unfortunately, it was only a matter of time before Sargeras learned of the newborn world's existence. www.taverncast.com and clicking on the support taverncast button. Then what? Donating. Then what? We spend it on beer. Then what? Infinite loop for the loss. If you spend at least $15 on our on our site donating to us, you achieve subscriber status. Then what? And then you get all kinds of really cool swag. Then what? Well, not really swag. What kind of swag? swag? It's not really swag. Define the swag. Tell us what the swag is. It's definitely... I want the fat weasel ale. Where is it? I need more beer. Beer. <laughs> Give me the fat weasel. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we are all going to stories. We do not interrupt Please the drink pod. The drink pod is The drink pod is Tavern Cast. You will be silent. I am speaking. We are also looking for stories on our Skype line. Call our Skype line. The number is... What is the number? Say the number. <laughs> Why bother? You're gonna Someone say, it. say the number. Read the number. Kirk is there. Read it now. 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 <laughs> Area code seven three four. And then what? Four one eight. Then what? Eight seven two seven. Say it again for clarity. Now. Can you do it in binary? Do it now. Read the number. Zero one one. People are waiting. <laughs> Zero one. Fans are waiting. 
800-718-8727. If you call and ask us to shut off the drink bot, we will gladly do it. The beer bot cannot be stopped. Ha ha ha. We funny KK. I loot all your TY TY. Thank you. One one one. We are goodbye now. If you have recipes that you'd like to send to Tavern Cast so we can taste your wonderful food. I cannot eat, but send them anyways. <laughs> You can sure drink, let me tell you. You can sure drink, let me tell you. I can drink the beer, send the beer. (laughs) Do not send recipes. I will rest. Thank you. You can send recipes to currentcatare at hotmail.com. Send them to her. I cannot eat them. Be sure to include your ingredient list, your time for cooking, um, and anything else. Make sure it's Warcraft themed. I don't want, you know, here's my recipe for potato pancakes. Make sure. Do not send anything else. We will reject them. I'm going to send you my recipe for ham sandwich. You do not want ham sandwich. Of, we will reject of it. Of the boar. Of the eagle. Of <laughs> Peanut the wolf. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich of the wolf. Then what? And then we'll make it and we'll eat it and we'll love it. Then what? Then it's time to go. So then we will not be leaving the show. I am Aloysius. The beer bot. Goodbye. You are. You are. Dead. You are. You are plotting to kill and you. And you are. Say goodbye now, do it now, do it now, say goodbye now, say goodbye to the show, people are waiting, fans are waiting for you all to say goodbye simultaneously, do it now, goodbye, say goodbye. Tavern Cast does not endorse underage drinking and reminds those of you who are of age to have a stout heart and drink responsibly. Tavern Cast is a Snapdragon production. Taverncast is recorded live in front of a studio audience. Hey Brian, have you felt the bubbles melt? <laughs> yeah, I've put people into pretty weird places before. Pill bottle one. Pill bottle two. Hey Eloy, here's a spoon. Why don't you eat me? No, we're eating. Black Forest Rifle. Thank you. Thank you, now. Scar! <laughs> Alright, thanks for coming and listening to the Tavern Cast show and stuff. What are you, Bill Cosby? <laughs> Get the brain damage! <laughs> Get the brain damage. If you have brain damage, you'll put it around here. I, <laughs> I want to talk to you <laughs> about the jello pudding. Where where did everyone go? Why am I by myself? <laughs> Why are the lights off? I can't Do not defy the beer bot. <laughs> the beer bot will own you all. Oh my god. I am your future. You are the past. Why can't we be friends? 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 Stuck in a loop. Where's his reset switch? <laughs> Yay, retarded. And we're retarded. 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 Only one who really knew me at all. So take, take a, a look, look at me now. Because oh, there's just an empty space. space. And there's, there's nothing, nothing left, left here to remind me. me. Just, just a memory of your face. Of your face. Oh, take a look at me now. How? Just an empty space And you coming back to me Is against our odds Kern, I'm saying it to you
That's what I've got to say. I've got a, I've got a light on here for you, baby. I wish, I wish I could just make you turn around. <laughs> turn, turn around and see me cry. There's so much I need to say to you. So many reasons why. You're the only one Ejected from the show. The fear bot hates you. You are nothing. You can no longer be my fan. You are gone. Do it now. Do it now. Now. Right now. Do it. You are nothing. You have failed. You are ejected. <laughs> 